oh, she's not going to leave you before Valentine's Day. That'd be like going to an air show and leaving before the plane crash. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. And what a plane crash it was. Yeah, there is a plane crash. There in is this a episode. plane crash. Well, kind it's of. Almost, well, yeah. They, yeah. It's like they, they call their shot. They do. Uh, it's foreshadowing. It, yeah. Very good writing. Good writing. <laughs> uh, boy, we have. W- welcome, everyone. We have a salty host tonight. <laughs> Try and guess which one as we go here. But. What's this show, Greg? This is Two Bad Neighbors, your encyclopedic compendium of all things Simpsons, seasons one through ten. I am Greg. And I am Alan. And we're here to talk about just just one of the worst episodes <laughs> that uh, that I think we've come across. Wow. And I think just a really great explanation as to why we're not going past season <laughs> ten. Why because the why the encyclopedic like compendium of seasons one through ten is non-negotiable <laughs> and never will be. It's because this becomes the norm for yeah. years, and fuck this sucked. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm coming in hot. You are, and I expected it. As I said, uh, we watched the episode just just recently. Yeah, just, and just before we just started, I said, "Boy, I got nothing." Turns out I got something. Yeah, well, and it's, exactly. I'm I'm I, mad. I always have faith that you have things to talk about, my friend. Oh, you have faith in me. I do. That's nice. It is. Ah, we are friends. Find uh, yourself a partner who has faith in you. <laughs> that's right. And you'll never be lonely. <laughs> Here we are. We have a fair our first uh, uh I'm <laughs> feel like I should take this all again. <laughs> Alan, let's restart. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, quote. Yeah. Start. Start the quote. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, she's not going to leave. No, we have a <laughs> we have a guest, a good friend of ours, uh, currently not in our city, uh, which is why it's uh, she has not been on yet, <laughs> because uh, now we ha- with Zoom and all this weirdness, we as people know have more guests that aren't in our city, because we can't have them in our house anyway. Our house, your house. Um, so might as well get him on the internet. It's Chelsea Fawcett. Chelsea, how are you? Hello. <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm glad and excited to be here. Wonderful. And uh, Greg was <laughs> so eloquently going to introduce you. And I'm honestly very curious what you were going to say. You said our first, you know, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Greg. I'm the first what? Our first Chelsea? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay. Right, we haven't had any other Chelsea's. No, we have not had any other Chelsea's. <laughs> I just like racked my brain really quick to be like, wait, was there one? And they're going to write in and be like, you assholes. I was the first Chelsea. There can only be one. <laughs> That's there right. There can and only it, be one. And uh, as as everyone knows with our, with our guests, uh, it is Highlander rules. So anytime uh-huh. we have uh, someone with a unique name, um, we can't have any others. That's true. That's why uh, Ryan Reese and Ryan Shuskowski uh, have fought to the death. And, and one of them is dead, well, and yep. you'll never guess which. <laughs> we'll never tell you which one is which. James Avramenko and James Wade, of course. And that's have why we don't know where, where James, James Wade is, because <laughs> Avramenko probably got him. You gotta watch uh, out for that guy. I, he's 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 got feisty. a podcast where he goes through his he friends, deletes his friends, he deletes his friends, and maybe that's literal. <laughs> he might be coming for me. 
Uh oh. Well, James still has me on Facebook, so well, there you I go. guess I made the cut. Wait of that for podcast. it. You just wait for <laughs> yeah, it. You gotta, yeah, gotta get on oh, the pod. It's ongoing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I believe his goal is to yeah. unfriend everybody. Yeah, like so. Yeah, so he's coming for but you. But you have to be on the podcast to do it. Yeah, so. Okay. Yeah, I'm still there too. I'm still yeah. on his friend list. I don't know. Maybe if he hears this and he and and he hears you on the podcast and being like, oh yeah, maybe we should do that. I got I got to unfriend her. Yeah, I got to unfriend Chelsea. Uh, he's always fun to talk to. You'll enjoy it if he does. James, if you're listening, don't do it. Don't do it. I have so much to offer you: and likes and shares mm-hmm. and hearts. Yeah, mm-hmm. it yep. seems like an antithetical <laughs> notion, but it's uh, but it, but it works, I guess. I think it just proves how much you don't need Facebook. Hey, yeah, Facebook sucks. I, yeah, we should close down our Facebook page. It's already pretty much not being used. <laughs> I mean, I post to it. I do too. We both occasionally we both, will we, share our our episodes, <laughs> but literally nothing else. Yeah. So, you know. It, I've I've heard and read this that Facebook has kind of been co-opted into like very um boomer and gen x uh crowds. Oh sure. Like they use it way more than young people. Yeah. Um cuz the you know I'm more on on the Instagram. I'm I'm a millennial you see so I'm on the Instagram but the zennials or the what's the what's the next one? <laughs> Zoomers. I, Zoomers, sure. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Call them that. Gen, Gen Y? Is that right? Gen Z? Gen Z. That's it. Right? It's Zed. Gen Z. It's Zed. Well, all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not as Canadian as you. Is there, are we speaking the Queens or not? <laughs> anyway, the generation below us are on TikTok. That's all I wanted to say. Ah, uh, and we wish them all the worst. Um... <laughs> And I apologize that we weren't able to fix anything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're a bit like Obama. We were handed garbage. We did our best. But there's only so much we could do before we left office. Um, My best was this show. Mm. Well, congratulations. Thank you. I think it's a good show. Thank you. uh, James Wade Mm. um, sent us a telegram (laughs) saying that this season has been good. Okay. And I am just, I'm so glad that wherever he is, well, I mean, living yeah, or dead, I guess it's good to know he's alive somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Using telegrams? I think he posted today. Like, he's oh. alive. He posted today. I wow. won't say what. We'll yeah. I mean, we don't want to dox him, but I haven't yeah. seen anything from him. So. Uh, me neither. I haven't spoken maybe to him since his wedding. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe this is a sign. Maybe. Maybe it's a sign that we got to reach out. We got to find him. We're gonna find James Wade. I, we might have to go through uh, some conduits mm-hmm. in order to do mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. But we might actually, at the end of this journey, find James. We Wade. We might find James Wade. Uh, hashtag find James Wade. If you uh, are on this journey with us, I know. I, I just have an inkling that he really appreciates he would being it. a part of a weird long-running bit on our podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't. Yeah, I don't. This is not a bit. I don't know what you're talking about either. <laughs> um, Chelsea. Yes. As the first Chelsea on our podcast, we are <laughs> going to uh, do a segment that we do with all of our first Chelseas. Um, okay. 
which is called What's Your Story? Comma Chelsea. Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a new segment because it's the first Chelsea we've had. I have many. I have many. <laughs> Specifically in relation to The Simpsons. What is your story related to The Simpsons? Uh, you know, like, what's your history with it, if any? Is this the first time you've watched an episode? Uh, do you have a favorite episode, if you can name one? Uh, or just, like, yeah, general thoughts and, and uh, history with the television show the Simpsons. <laughs> you see all those notes? Yeah, I, I, she has a I, lot of I notes. I know this question's coming. I knew this. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, I don't know when I started watching The Simpsons uh, because, it, you know, um, it has just always been in my life. Like, I, do, I don't genuinely have a memory of, like, the first time I ever watched it. Like, I've been watching since, like, season one, season two. Um, but... I think kind of, I, I grew up loving The Simpsons. I used to watch it about four times a night and I had the entire TV schedule memorized from <laughs> like go to global, then you go to channel two, then you go to channel four and then you watch it on the comedy network at nine o'clock right before South Park. And just, yeah. I knew the schedule. I used to watch it four to five times a day. Um, and then I would do my homework on commercials. And I know that used to make my mom really, really mad. But honestly, it's um, and not to sound bleak or like rip on my family or anything, but it's honestly the times that I have like the most vibrant memories of with my brother and hearing him laugh and hearing my dad laugh. And like we would all, you know, my mom and dad would be making dinner and then like the Simpsons would just happen to be on and we'd be I it was like. It was like family time, you know, they're mm -hmm. all running to the couch to to watch TV together from their busy days. And like that was really reflected in in our lives, too, um, that, you know, my parents went to work and then rushed home and we got off school, rushed home and the, the TV was on. And what was on was The Simpsons. And um, I got to the point where I was so good at watching The Simpsons. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm so good at it um, that I used to be able to know what episode it was going to be based on the way they sat on the couch. Oh, yeah. The couch gag so, gave it away sometimes for you. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. That's, I, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and it's interesting, too, because I know for me, there was a point uh, during reruns, um, I think on like A Channel or something, where they would always do the same couch gag, no matter what the episode. Like, they did some weird finagling, where it was always, the family was already on the couch when they ran in, oh. and then they look at each other. And I remember noting that at some point, because I, I had, I didn't know which episode it was based on the couch gag, like, like, you, like you were able to do, but I at least was always excited with the prospect of a couch gag. Like, at, at the time when I was younger, I was like, oh, this is like a cool little thing they always do, you know? And so I remember that happening because I was getting mad about it. I was like, I'm watching, you know, two or three episodes in a row and they're all the same couch gag, but it's two, it's three different episodes. And, uh, it's, you know, one of those things where I started to learn about syndication and mm -hmm. how they, you know, networks can chop things up and change things and whatnot. And that was one of the things. Cause that was the, I think it's be only because it was a very short couch gag and they were trying to fit more commercials in. Right. And so it was just like, use right. the shortest couch gag we can find and then just move it, move into the episode. Um, uh, you know, and on the flip side, they have the the super long one where it's like the, they do the can can and the circus. Oh, and that, that one, one! Yeah, they put that one in so often. They did that one a bunch when yeah, when they're like the episode's quite short. So yes, we can fit more commercials in, but we also need to fill uh, the episode length. So yeah. that also gave them the excuse to put a commercial break right after the opening. That's right. 
which is that just, always made me so mad. Yeah. <laughs> it's nefarious. Yeah. It's nefarious Cap- bullshit. It's, it's almost like capitalism sucks. Wait. Huh? What? Hmm? That's uh, but I've dedicated my life to uh, capitalism. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Greg. What? You're telling me it's bad? Uh, you know what? These microphones weren't the price that you paid for them. What? No. You know how much they spent on these microphones? How much? Like half what you did. Half. No. <laughs> you know how much they char- how much they paid the people who built these microphones? Oh, I'm scared that you're going to say very, very little. little. Oh no, you said it. Very little. Oh, the dirt. It's all about that. The dirt's that. not coming off. It's all about that overhead, baby. Um so do you have a favorite episode? Do you, have, do you have an episode that always sticks out in your brain as a, as a favorite? And if not one specific one, maybe just a couple that you can think of? Honestly, I don't think I have a favorite episode. Um, the one that I, I was thinking about because I was like, oh, I think they're going to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, is uh, I can't remember what season it's from, but it's uh, the one where Bart sells his soul to Millhouse. It's called Bart Sells His Soul. Yeah, I you believe it's it. from yeah. season seven. Uh, well, I thought it was five. Oh, I, mm, it might be six. Now we got to check. <laughs> now we got to check. It's it's one of the primes where I think of it and I'm like, it was it was so. I, I really always loved the ones that were like Bart and Lisa and and like the relationship. So yeah, yeah season I, I seven, episode four. Uh, so Greg was right on the money. Excellent. That's his first guess. Yay! Yeah, somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, that's a that's a great choice. I love that, uh, that that's a yeah, absolute standout in an absolutely great season. And it does have a really great Bart and Lisa payoff mm-hmm. at the end. Um, were and you, were a really you... good Kirk Van Houten moment. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, were you particularly drawn to any episodes um, based on character relationships and their dynamic? Like, were you more of a Bart and Lisa episodes? Were you a Marge and Bart episodes? Were you a Homer and Lisa episodes? Which ones would draw you? I definitely felt like it was Bart and Lisa just mm-hmm. because it was always Bart is two years older than Lisa. My brother is two years older than me. And at one point we were the same age as Lisa and the same age as Bart. And it was <laughs> like, that was the thing. And that was in its peak time. And yeah. it was just, we watched the Simpsons together too. And yeah, those are, I think those were ones that like really tied us together too. Um, yeah. Because, you know, as an older brother, you don't, uh, you don't want to do the things your little sister wants to do. I want to do everything that he wants to do. So as you know, because he's playing video games, I wanted to play video games. And so the fact that he wanted to watch the Simpsons with me was a big deal because mm-hmm. I really liked the Simpsons. So, yeah, yeah I don't have a, always I don't have a younger great. sister. I have a younger brother, but uh, I understand that dynamic. I, he, he was a little tag along and just wouldn't leave me alone. And uh, I know he listens to this because he was our guest a few weeks ago. Uh, get out of my life, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm obviously kidding. <laughs> I love my brother. He's great. Kevin, no. He just texted me earlier today about a uh, stupid, sexy Flanders statue that he's like, is this worth the money? <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I responded, I only that. if you want to be turned on all the time. <laughs> I saw that as graffiti in Vancouver. Nice. When, when I went there, it was um, it was on the wall and it was great. That's got to be like season 11 or 12, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's post what we're going to be covering, but it's one of those 
weirdly pervasive jokes. Yeah. That is like it's ubiquitous funny. with the show now. Yeah. It's really it's funny. It's a good joke. Yeah. yeah. Feels like I'm wearing yeah. nothing at all. <laughs> nothing at all. Nothing well, at all. I like the kind of running joke that Flanders is a sexy guy. Like, yeah. You know, as early as season four where he rips his shirt off to play Stanley in uh, Streetcar, oh, uh, Named, Streetcar Named Desire, the musical. Oh, uh, oh Streetcar. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, he's ripped. And that's like, you know, the beginning of that kind of running gag that Flanders is actually a super sexy guy. Um, and then, yeah, they, they paid off really nicely with that. The animation is just so good, too, with his, his little butt wiggling. Um, <laughs> and I've seen some, like, Halloween costumes uh, of sexy Flanders specifically that are very good. <laughs> because because yeah, uh, it's often show. women who dress favorite. like that, and I'm like, I am confused. <laughs> but I'm okay with it. Um, so... <laughs> So uh, did you have a, a moment then, because uh, we, we often talk about like our like falling off point with the series, like there's, you know, we've watched it pretty, uh, pretty religiously for most of its most of its early run. And then at some point, you know, usually post season 10 uh, is when we're like, ah, I'm done with this. I'm not going to watch it regularly anymore. Maybe catch an episode here and there. Did you have a moment like that? Did you have an episode or a moment where you're like, yeah, I'm done with the show? <laughs> Yeah, and I rewatched that episode last night to oh, wow. like really kind of try and analyze like why do I not like this anymore? And I feel like it's a bit of like two factors. Mm. Um, it's the episode in um, oh I have it up here right now. Uh, oh, I have it! I okay, have it. Okay. <laughs> um, it's season thirteen, episode eleven, mm -hmm. and it's the episode where Bart follows this girl to Canada. Oh. And they spend a total of oh, like right. seven minutes in Canada. And um, just as a Canadian, uh, I just, number one, the episode wasn't funny at all. <laughs> um, and I, I just kind of also felt it was like, it just, it was the first time that I can remember as a kid that the Simpsons was punching down and they were punching down on a rather large spectrum mm. at like an entire country that's just the otherness of that and, and just being like, wow, I've loved this show for so long because it's always had such a strong heart in it where no matter what, at the end of the day, these people love each other. And I think it, I think at the end of that episode, I just didn't really feel like that was, was really there. Um, it was really lacking for me. And, and, and then also I think a part of that, and not to, I don't know if this is a sin to mention Family Guy on no, this. No, no, do whatever you want <laughs> to do. Um, but like Family Guy started coming out at the same time. And I think Family Guy was introducing a more um, controversial version of what The Simpsons was originally reflecting when it was holding up a mirror to pop culture. Uh, but Family Guy was taking that further than The Simpsons was willing to go, and there was a shift that was happening. So I feel like the introduction of Family Guy and the fact that I was old enough to be allowed to watch South Park and my interests were changing to wanting more and more offensive hilarity and content uh, meant that The Simpsons was just getting too tame. You know, you can't mm -hmm. show that stuff at 5.30. And, uh, and yeah, so... And then yeah, the deal-breaker the episode for me was... The, okay, that one. the Canada uh, The Bart wants yeah. what, it, what, it, what it wants, by the way, is the episode the Bart, title, yeah. in case people uh, care about that. Um, it's come up on our show before, that particular episode. Yeah, it's the episode. one that ends with them in Canada, yeah. right? So it's, yeah, like, like you said, it's like a very brief 
uh, sojourn to Canada. Yeah, and they go to Canada several times, obviously, throughout the series. We did an episode in our Two Bad Neighbors Zombie Years over on Patreon. Check it out, two bucks a month, um, called Boy Meets Curl. That is pretty good. Pretty good. That's yeah. a It's a pretty good episode. And, like... I think when you're saying when when you say like it's it's the time when you see them punching down, yeah. it's a it, it's a it, shift in the culture in general at this point. Like you were saying with the introduction of Family Guy, South Park is becoming more popular. It is, um, and yeah, just in general, the culture is starting to shift. I've said it before, but the early 2000s is one of the bleakest years for comedy um, because everyone's punching down, as you said, everyone's being mean and mean spirited, and no one cares. Everyone's like, "This is funny that we're making fun of people that." Have we have no reason to make fun of it's just like uh, you know I'm rewatching Scrubs right now. You remember uh, Scrubs? Uh, uh, yeah, I've seen every and, episode. And uh, you know I I mostly still like that show, but there's definitely a lot of just that essence, just that feeling of uh, punching down, and uh, especially I, I mean I've talked before about like uh, rampant homosexuality or uh, sorry hom- homophobia uh, in the early 2000s, especially with comedy, and Scrubs is a big part of that where. And it's because it's not being like blatantly homophobic. It's like it's tr- it's having gay characters never be main characters. They're always like uh, tertiary, like random one-offs. And people are nice to them, but the joke is that they're gay. Like that's the joke. Is just this person is gay. Isn't that weird? Um, and you can feel it in <laughs> in Scrubs, especially. Uh, and also, like you know, some of the characters straight up say like, "Oh yeah, I'm a bit homophobic because I you know." I don't want this man to show affection to me and stuff like that. And yeah, I, I just, I, I feel like, especially with uh, Simpsons brand of humor in the golden years in the nineties, um, as you're saying, Chelsea, it starts to shift because they realize, Oh, the things that are popular now, South Park family, Guy, two prime examples are more mean spirited and are more like, let's make fun of people. And it definitely starts to feel that way, even in this season. Like we've, uh, I mean, well, once we get into this episode that we're going to talk about today, I feel some of that in this episode. It's very pervasive in this episode. And I think it just happens to be whenever you personally start realizing it. Because I think The Simpsons does this a lot earlier than we give it credit for. Um, Like, I think it does it a lot earlier than season 13. But it's really on the person who's watching it to be like, oh, I'm actually noticing this now. And then it's like, and it's a flip that switches and you look back and be like, oh, they've been doing this since season X. Yeah. Right. And there is like, I think season nine is a big, is like a, a, a big f- uh, fulcrum point yeah. for all of it. And season 10 is kind of one of those seasons that is just, is, is, is I feel like it's going to be half that. Yeah, it's kind of continuing this the season nine uh, trajectories that begin in yeah. season nine. Just based on this one that we yeah. just watched, it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be half of the punching down idea or the, or, or, or just this idea of, yeah, let's say some things about, uh, let's make some weird animation choices just because of culture. And <laughs> that's, that's going to be our jokes. Yeah. Those are our jokes. A beaded curtain. That's our joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a a door frame that looks like the the turret of a temple. That's that's the, our joke. The Taj Mahal, yeah, uh, style. Yeah, yeah. That that's going to be our joke. Is that don't they have they're they're Indians? So a they have from India. Different door frames. So the, they're yeah. His house is designed to look like India. Yeah, that makes which sense. Which is <laughs> which is not even true because uh, Apu is Bangladeshi. 
So well, is he? They're not even. In, yeah, they're I not even Indian. I didn't even know that. Is so, yeah. Is, is a. Is Bangladesh within India? Is it that guy? I'm so bad at geography, so that's why I'm asking. <laughs> you might know better, but like, isn't there a country that's like landlocked within India? Am I thinking of the right thing, or am I thinking of something completely different? Mm, I mean, Kashmir is a disputed territory, oh. but I don't. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, Bangladesh. I mean, I don't know all of the history behind it. I just I'm married to someone that is uh, oh. of heritage from Bangladesh, so that's also why I know. Um, that makes sense, yeah. But. Yeah. Um, I mean, it used to be a part of with uh, Pakistan and then they got separated. Mm. And I believe at one point there was um, uh, political borders that were changed where portions of it were a part of India or perhaps all of it was. But honestly, I don't want to I don't want to speak on behalf of political geography. Right. Yeah. Of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's knowing. Fair. But, you know, you know, way more than I do. And, uh, you know, that's always uh, I mean, we've 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 touched on uh, Apu as a character before on this podcast. It's it's a tough subject to broach as to very white men. Um, but, uh, you know, we more or less have or at least I, I have always come down on the side of, um, you know, uh, people of Indian descent who have uh, problems with Apu. I'm like. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I understand that, uh, you know. And uh, we've we've danced around the idea of covering that documentary, the problem with Apu. But again, it's just one of those things where it's like, what 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 do we have to say about it as two white dudes, you know? So, um, right. uh, so any but anyway, Apu's always kind of had some some issues, and you know, even recently, uh, there's been some more news stories coming out about Hank Azaria, the the one who used to voice him. He's stepped away from the character, of course. Uh, saying how he wants to apologize to every single Indian uh, in the world uh, about uh, what what that character has done to, to their culture. Um, and I still don't know what they're going to do with the character, but they've said they've had, they have some ideas that they think will be good. We'll see if that's true. It's also been, this is just kind of diving into Simpsons newsreel a little bit, but it's also been renewed for another two seasons, I want to say. Yep. And Al Jean has said that might be the last renewal. Uh huh. Okay. I know, right? It's like <laughs> it's so hard to believe that will ever happen, but uh, that's that's the first time they've said that said something like that. So they're at really? least thinking about it. It's about the first time. The show. First time that they've been. That, well, at least as far as I know, first time a showrunner since it was since it's been like a foregone conclusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the first time it's been like kind of noted by the current showrunner that uh, maybe we should end it. <laughs> Because people everywhere have been saying that maybe you should end the show, but no one within the cast or the the crew has ever really like acknowledged that. Yeah, we probably should until now. So it might be coming. Who knows? And Al Jean said it. I believe so. Yeah, I, I is a while ago when I read this article. But. Well, Al Jean, <laughs> if you're listening, and we know you are, um, your chair is always it's, warm. It's ready to go here. Yeah, it's right next to me. And it's Al, got your name little nameplate. Yeah, Al Jean. Yeah. It's collecting dust, but it's there for you whenever you want to come on and and tell us and, and tell us why why <laughs> just <laughs> what gives you the right uh who who do you think you are <laughs> I think it would be interesting i I haven't watched The Simpsons in a very long time like after like I haven't watched this the new Simpsons like. Yeah. Seasons one through eight are all I want to watch because they're my childhood. Yeah. Um. In like in its prime, but if there was actually ever in my lifetime a last episode of The Simpsons, 
I feel like that would be like a milestone moment, like almost yeah. like a closure on a show that is like my as old as me, you know, like that's yeah. it's pretty crazy. So and it's I, I'm I'm going to be fascinated to see a finale if they ever do it, because series finales especially for sitcoms and comedy shows, are often dog shit. <laughs> That's true. Or at the very least, like, I, I mean, I love the Seinfeld finale, but people hated it at the time. Um, you know, people were pretty sour on, uh, like, the uh, Friends finale. Um, trying to think of some other big example. But, you know, just in general, people... How I Met it, Your it Mother? Wasn't, yeah, oh, yeah. How I Met Your Mother is fucking trash. Um, but uh, the general consensus isn't usually that they're awful finales. It's just that they're very, like, meh. <laughs> Like they're like, especially for big shows, we're like, oh, the series finale. What crazy thing are they gonna do? Or like, you know, what? How are they gonna celebrate this milestone of finally finishing the show? Well, you know what Mash did uh, after Mash. Yep, <laughs> the well, one with Jamie Farr. Like, I'm curious to know what does The Simpsons want to say? You know, because yeah. like even with like Friends, for example, it's like there was an overarching story within that of mm-hmm. you know, will will um. Uh, David Ross and Trimmers. Rachel. Ross and Rachel. Will they get together, right? <laughs> <laughs> Will they get together? Will they be together at the end, right? That's the overarching uh, yeah, story and my, narrative. And my answer is no, together. they shouldn't. They're awful together. No, I, I agree that they shouldn't be. He, and then the, that character is the epitome of like everything wrong with toxic masculinity, uh-huh. in my opinion. Yep, agreed. But um, when it comes to The Simpsons, I would say like the first thing I would say in that writer's room is like, because there is no, there is no arc, yeah. right? It's what do you want to say? Yeah. You know, do you want to say goodbye and how do the Simpsons say goodbye? Right. Especially yeah. when it's a show that was based on political satire and commentary and like uh, against, uh, you know, the, the polished version of the middle class in America, but. And then they became, to, yeah, they became the institution and they became, not exactly. doing that anymore. Now they're just kind of going along with whatever celebrities cool at the time. Um, mm-hmm. I've always said that the to me the the way to end the series is to do another Christmas episode. Um, you know, because their first ever episode was a Christmas episode, and uh, that's the other thing a lot of uh, TV shows like to do is make it uh, make things cyclical or make things you know bookended in some way. Um, it was all planned. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and so. To do like a Simpsons roasting on an open fire homage in some way as the finale, I think would be the only way that I would see a fitting end to the show. Um, and I mm-hmm. I don't trust them enough to do that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It'd still be very hard to watch because you'd have to have Marge in it and Julie Kavner can't do the voice anymore. Yeah. She can't? Why not? I just, she's doing it. Like she's, It's not that she's oh. not doing it. It's just, if you listen to current episodes, it, she's rough. She's sounding rough. Yeah. Okay. Because it's, it's a hard a, voice. Yeah. It, in the first place, it's a it's a very difficult voice for anybody to do. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. It's it's all false chords. Like it's very raspy. Yeah. And in the what and, do you mean, Greg? Yeah. See, Alan Alan's the only person who I know who can actually do it um, <laughs> perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just like she's been doing it for three, four years. Mm. Oh, Julie, you're here. Wow, that was incredible, Alan. Did you see we have Julie Kavner? <laughs> yeah, I didn't, know, I didn't know she was here today. That's wow, great. <laughs> and in character the whole time. The whole time. 
Talk about dedication. Thanks for having me. Um, should we talk about this uh, episode, whatever this is? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, <laughs> whatever this is, just I don't have much. to I say know about you don't, it. Greg. We'll talk. We have things to talk about, though. Don't be so hard on yourself as a podcaster. This is <laughs> the episode. I'm with Cupid. And it's the 14th episode of season 10, written by Dan Greeny, directed by Bob Anderson. Original air date, February 14th, 1999. Valentine's Day. Aw, it's a Valentine's Day episode. Yay. Yay. Yeah, big, big hearts. Yeah. Yay. So, and, um, and I mean, you know, before we get into it, I just want to, you know, make sure everyone's aware. All three of us, definitely happy in love. So happy. So None happy. of us are lonely and single, so yeah, uh, good good work, all of us, for being... Uh, I do have to postpone my wedding, but well, that's that's another at least, thing. At least you have a wedding to look forward to. Yeah, it's really nice. Good you job have a wedding. being an adult. Thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, you have a wedding to look forward to, Alan? Uh, yeah. Mine. Yours. <laughs> and you I know, you both. if... Uh, yeah, if, you did. <laughs> when did you get married? Like, I know, like, I saw it, I, I saw the, the social media and all the fun stuff. <laughs> I can't pinpoint exactly when it happened, though. I don't remember exactly when. We, we didn't, we didn't post, like, we, we didn't want people to, like, we wanted to make <laughs> to sure come. that those were, those that were invited were the ones that got to see, like, photos first yeah. and mm-hmm. before social mm-hmm. media and all that. Um, but our anniversary is May 11th. Oh. So it's coming nice, up. Nice. And uh, we got married two years ago. Oh, that's so, so nice. So tw- 2019, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was a good year. Yeah, good good timing. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> really good timing. We were going, we were going to do it uh, this, uh, not this year, but the year, like last year. We planned on it, but then we thought, no, let's just... Let's just do it with the money we have now. Yeah. Right. Well, you we visited that Oracle. Savior. The Oracle told yeah. you, you know, 2020 is not going to be a great year. Uh, <laughs> so you're like, let's do it uh, in 2019. Thank you, Oracle. Or you more being... like the wedding venue said, if you do May this year, you save uh, thousands mm. of dollars. So we're like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. That's let's kind of like an Oracle. <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> that's great. Uh, yeah. You do it this year, you save thousands of dollars. You do it in 2020, you don't do it. <laughs> it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Or you do it on f- computer screens. Yeah, you, you do you it nerds. on computer screens, screens, or you postpone it until 2024. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <sighs> my parents are getting AstraZeneca. Like, uh, soon. The vaccine. My, like mom's getting soon? It, my mom's getting it tomorrow. Nice. Yeah, yeah my, my parents got it a while back. Yeah. I'm I'm very happy about it. My brother's got his first shot. That's all. That's all. <laughs> that's okay, all great. Report. Yeah, that's the vaccine my, update. That's the vaccine. My dad's vaccine on rollout. Saturday. Oh, fantastic! So. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. great. That's great. I oh god. You know, I had this uh, this shower thought this morning that if I was better at internet, just full stop, uh, I would post a funny a funny video. Uh, about which would be a, a parody of uh, Spice Girls wannabe, and it would be, it would go. I'll tell you what I want, what I really really want. So tell me what you want, what you really want. I wanna, I wanna, I want I really, 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 really want to get the vaccine. And then I'd post it, to, and it would go viral. I'm turning your mic off. <laughs> You don't like my parody songs? It's just me and Chelsea now. <laughs> Chelsea, what did you think of this episode? Just call me Weird Alan. Um, I thought uh, um, I thought this episode was um, mediocre at best. Yeah. Um, 
I watched it with Julius. Um, uh, Who is? I thought, what? Who, who's Julius for the listener? Oh, uh, my better half. Great. The, 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 the person <laughs> the aforementioned, I married yeah. in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I watched it with Julius a couple nights ago. I thought, um, I mean, it, it was a lackluster episode at best. I, I thought uh, there was some, like you said, there was some punching down in terms of uh, cultural references um like you were mentioning earlier with like the beaded curtain door and like manjula being like weekends like question mark Mm -hmm. like she doesn't know what a weekend is and it's like uh there were there were some jokes that were just kind of like more about um indian stereotypes yeah yeah it didn't sit right in the way of like a like a south asian representation in that way and I, i did the one part i did laugh at is like when he's like, Sala means jerk. And I was like, yeah, it, it, it can mean jerk. Like, it can also mean shit. Uh, but it's like, oh, Homer's actually like. When he says, no, no, I'm picking it up. He's kind of picking it up. But then he yeah, says Manjula yeah. means some sort of rocket ship. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I mean, I recorded that part and I was like, we got to ask your parents. We got to ask your parents. We got to call your cousin. We got to find out what they're actually saying. And um it's it's funny or interesting that like there like Apu I've been told is like uh from Bangladesh, but um they're speaking they're not speaking Bangla, they're speaking Hindi. So like when we sent it to my mother-in-law, she was like, um uh the the, the noise quality was too grainy for her, but when we sent it to my cousin, he was like, Oh, um I they're speaking Hindi. They're not speaking bangla and i was like oh okay well it's just yeah like, and he I always had like anytime he has uh spoken uh, uh anything but english it's been hindi as far as i know mm-hmm. um so my i mean my guess is <laughs> is that the writers uh, maybe didn't do a lot of research into you know uh what his yeah. actual history like and i think maybe too they like because i mean when he's first introduced they'd never give like any backstory to his character he's just an indian immigrant who's working at the quickie mart um, right. so my guess is that that's, you know, at some point they started to develop more of a backstory and didn't care about continuity with, within that backstory. So, um, which is, you know, another thing that is a problem with the character in a, in a sense. Yeah. yeah and that, well, that will continuity and that creates extra work and extra research mm-hmm. and, um, with a show that's got a, and I'm not making an excuse, but like, mm-hmm. um, it's just, it's a part of the reflection, right? Where what not to do when. Yeah. further productions get created but when coming back to the episode um i mean it i don't i like you greg i don't have a lot to say um <laughs> like it's it's, it's so it, it's like the yeah. the like after after you after the like the obvious moments of like well this is this is dated stereotype humor um that that isn't that isn't really funny after after that after we talk about that what is there left to talk about in the episode so he does these seven things for manjula because they got into a spat it's like okay it's and and the 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 conflict between homer and marge is so rote and boring i think the episode's boring as hell (laughs) Mm -hmm. i thought it was i thought it was really boring it's pretty lackluster i think this is the worst episode we've seen since the since bart carney wow 
quite possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and I can't. I can't refute that, but I also well, I don't know. Hundred percent. It's, it's no. just that like this is the this is the last episode. It's the last time that I feel this that I've felt this feeling of being like, yeah, I guess it was it was <laughs> it happened, and they seem to really struggle to to get anything. In the, like you said at the end of it, being like, "What happened to Bart's story? Wasn't he, the, what wasn't, a useless little yeah. like B story that's only in Act One? Yeah, it wasn't even a Badger plot. No, it was <laughs> it was an excuse to get Marge to go to the Quickie Mart and talk to Apu. Yeah, that's it. Just to remind Full you stuff. that he's in this episode, and they'll they'll come back. They'll, to him. they'll come back to this. Um, so real quick, I just because uh, I, I'm very curious about this whole. Uh, Apu debate, as it were, with his heritage. And I just want to read what the Simpsons wiki has to say about it, because it's very confusing. Uh, so, in addition to, to being Brahmins, Apu and Manjula appear to be South Indian because of their last names and darker complexions. <laughs> Thank you, wiki. Uh, the name Apu means loving child in the Tamil language. However, Apu also has been shown to be Bengali, although Apu got his name from the Apu trilogy, which is in Bengali. Uh, however, Manjula speaks Hindi, the national language of India, uh, to Maggie, as opposed to Tamil or Bengali, further complicating the debate. Still, Apu's parents very strongly appear to be Tamil. Apu, Apu has a cousin named Kavi, who lives in Bangalore, which is a part of Karnataka, South India, which would imply that they are actually Kanadigas, which are, <laughs> is a lot of things that I don't know a lot about, so my apologies to anyone who, uh, for if I pronounce things wrong and whatnot, but so possibly no, so the, they don't know. That's exactly. That's what I was about yeah. to say. It sounds more like a reflection of, uh, you know, how like there's always the ongoing joke of like, where is Springfield? <laughs> and they kind of like do that mismatch of like you get references of, oh, they might be referring to the Springfield on the East Coast mm-hmm. or in Central, uh, like they. Different parts, right? Because yeah, yeah. there's so many Springfields. It sounds like, it sounds like from that description, and I could be wrong, so I'm not trying to dig my own grave. That <laughs> might be what I'm doing, but um, it sounds like what they're looking for is to create a character that doesn't that lacks specificity, mm-hmm. which is also problematic. Yeah. But within that specific with with that lack of specificity, what they feel they are creating is opportunities to. Yeah. Uh, express wider or lay a bigger blanket out mm. for what they can cover in South Asian culture. Uh, like, yeah. I think you're right like, on the money. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like Tamil is nowhere near like <laughs> Bangladesh. Yeah. It's and, almost like it's yeah. a huge country and it's, yeah, and, you wouldn't think so. And it's definitely, yeah. it, it's, I, I think you're exactly right. And I think it's also, it's, it's such a, 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 a kind of reflection on North American culture in general that, uh, the majority of people, myself included, would never pick up on any of that, right? Like, I had no reason to to believe that they were, you know, having various different cultures in one character uh, because I didn't know a lot about that cult- about any of those cultures. So uh, it's a, which again I think is a big part of what the whole overarching problem, quote unquote, problem with Apu is in in The Simpsons is that it created this like. Uh, this blanket idea of what South Asian people are, um, not only just in terms of immigrants in North America, but also like assuming that everyone in India and uh, Bangladesh and like all are all similar cultures, right? Because that's our biggest exposure to that culture is the character Apu. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, like, I think, I think that becomes, like you said, the blanket statement of, about it. And I mean, um, anyone that wants to rebuke that like the the counter argument to me would be 
well, you know, you could have that conversation about political geography anywhere. Are Americans the same as Canadians? Are, uh, you know, I'm living in Quebec right now. Uh, Quebec is definitely not the same as Ontario <laughs> yeah. in many ways. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's just the closer you are to the proximity of that geography, you can you can find that out and you can tell. But the further away you are of it, i.e. it's on the other side of the world mm -hmm. and, you know, you've got one character representing this huge quadrant of the world. Yep. Um, of course, there's going to be oversights and blatant mistakes by perhaps by choice and perhaps by ignorance. So absolutely. And yeah. And that's why, you know, it's, it's good to know <laughs> that at least some people within the show are trying to be better. Uh, the biggest kind of detriment to them is when that documentary came out and then, therefore the backlash got quite a bit larger than they've ever had is when they doubled down on it. And we're just like, ah, oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> like, come on, he's been around for years and we've been, and he's nice. And it's like, well, that's not the, it's not the, you're, they're making Apu mean or like, they're like, oh, but he's hardworking. He has a job. He has a, and like they're giving all these excuses of why the character's great. And it's like that you're missing the reason why it's a problem overall. So anyway, right. that being said, this episode yeah. sucks. Uh, <laughs> I didn't <laughs> like it. Um, I I don't think I was quite as hard on it as Greg was, but definitely pretty close. Like I I definitely didn't like it. Um, I, I don't like the the whole kind of idea that Apu is very romantic and that is like a, a, an affront to all the other men in Springfield. Like I hate that story. He line. makes the evening news. What is wrong with this town? Like just and you know they they lampshade it where it's like oh like maybe I maybe I do take mod for granted. Maybe I should be be nicer. And then Homer's like fuck you. It's Apu's fault. And I get what they're doing. It's supposed to be satire. It's supposed to be like these men suck. I get it. But it's just not a fun storyline to go along with. You no, know? it's not. So like that third act where we're just hanging out with these guys and just Homer's stalking Apu. Yeah, it's. That's Go really boring. It's really bad. Go yeah. spend time with your loved ones. Leave Apu alone. There is something about that scene at the bar that I kind of at, like that I think has a kernel of an idea in it that it doesn't run with. And it is that moment where it's like, well, we could work on ourselves, and then everyone else in the bar is like, it's like, yeah, I do that too. I take our, I take people, I take my my wives, my girlfriend for granted, whoever, um, and. And and Homer's like, it sure it would be easy for us to to blame ourselves, but it's even easier for us to blame Apu. Mm -hmm. And it's the very notion of the whole like, yeah, it's a lot easier to blame the outside force for your own unhappiness. They've been doing that forever. It's why conspiracy theories are a thing. Hmm? Um, hmm? What what do you mean conspiracy theories? Well, Greg? join me in the corner. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um i think too like the, the no whole... no oh. don't move away from this oh god <laughs> join me in my corner all right <laughs> jet fuel can't melt steel beams <laughs> i was just i just want to say too like the 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 point the point is make it a satire yes that's fine but there needs to be a resolution to the satire right the, in this episode they're all like it's apu's fault let's get him and there's no like realization at the end that hey maybe we shouldn't have focused on apu being nice and maybe focused on ourselves not being nice you know there's nothing like that it's literally just they go to they put elton john in a dog care carriage they homer beats up a plain skywriter and then accidentally falls into marge's uh vicinity with roses and she's like oh you're so romantic you know like it's there's no 
like realization by Homer and the gang, but mostly Homer, obviously, is who we care about, uh, that, hey, maybe I should just, you know, take a lesson from this and be nicer to Marge, be more romantic, whatever. There's nothing like that. It's just all accidental happenstance that rectifies things in the end. And it's a dumb, uh, like, lazy writer's way to do it. And I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anything about the plot as, like, A to B to C is clever or like they i feel like they're they're actively trying to not make it an a to b to c in an obvious way because i don't know maybe they're bored with it but like if they just did it in a way that it was at the very end here's the moral here's homer learning a lesson here's him going out buying roses doing something nice for marge in the backyard that he didn't do before Something like that. Well, in just learning a little bit from it. That's I know it sounds rote and at least it would be something. Something. <laughs> at least there would be something there to take from this episode rather than a skywriter fight. Well, and I also feel like this whole notion that Apu's doing these grand romantic gestures and that's making them all look bad. And the and the kind of uh, resolution to that is oh, we'll all do grand romantic gestures accidentally but like with the whole like the star in the sky and everyone thinks it's for them and like that's what solves things and what i would really have loved if like they realize again mostly homer if homer realized at some point oh i don't need to do something grand and romantic to show marge that i love her i just need to do something nice Mm -hmm. you know and he could do like a little thing that's like very thoughtful that he doesn't normally do and she and she could be like yeah like uh that's nice you had you do have a good heart and you know i don't care if you write my name in the sky i don't give a shit about that i just want you to be here with me you know something like that would be really sweet and lovely but instead it's it's the the message that the episode seems to have is that yes grand romantic gestures are correct always do them <laughs> that's the only way to show someone you love them so do it spider-man it right, is right the... right gwen stacy's name in webs on the bridge while you're stalking her. It says, you I weirdo. love you. It says, I love right, you. It says, I love you. You're yeah. right. He doesn't Sorry. say Gwen. That would be doxing. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> that would, yeah, that would I, be a I bit agree. more scary if, if it was just Gwen in web. She'd be like, he's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of does. He kind of does. Yeah. Uh, that movie's bad. Anyway, sorry, Chelsea. You're going to say something. No, no, I was going to say, like, you know, if you think about, like, what is the gift that, Apu is really giving Manjula its time, mm-hmm. right? He's like, oh, I've got seven days. I've got yeah. seven days to prove how much I love her. And one of the first things she talks about is how I never knew he could be so romantic and he put all this time into mm-hmm. making the environment and spending time with her. And like the romantic gestures that he does are like, they, they kind of seem to follow that theme in in many ways it's like you know that i want to spend my time with you in many ways uh and the that moral isn't followed through as a learning curve with the other with the other men of springfield Mm -hmm. it's like i wish i lived in a city and in a time and age when that is what made the news wouldn't it be nice (laughs) if that was what was on the news at five o'clock local man does romantic thing Yes, please. Oh, that's nice. Let me watch that news. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're right because the, the whole kind of plot kicks off, as it were, with Manjula realizing that uh, he uh, his, his story of being at work all the time is not necessarily true. And so, yeah, it tracks yeah. with 
their their conflict in their marriage is that he doesn't spend enough time with her, even though he could. Um, he spends yeah. too much time at work. And so, yeah, it tracks for their trajectory. But we never get anything of like, why is why is Marge not uh, happy with Homer right now? It's 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 not even that like it's there's nothing really tying that together. It's just they're seeing Apu do it and them and then like all the other wives and girlfriends are like, I wish someone would do that for me. And they're like, ah, oh, he's making us look bad. And it just doesn't. Yeah, there's not no cohesion, you know. Yeah, nothing, nothing sticks. Nothing makes sense. This episode is balls. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. It sucks. <laughs> Bad. We have Jan, we have uh, Jan Hooks back as Manjula. Yeah. Um, again, a non-Indian descent voice actor voicing an Indian character. Uh, we talked about it last, the, her first appearance, which was uh, um, the marriage one. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, it's um, it's another bad episode. Yeah, another bad one in season nine. Um, but she's back in the guest house. And then we got uh, Sir Elton John as well. Yeah. yeah. Elton John shows up and everyone's really happy about it. And he <laughs> contributes a lot to this episode. <laughs> Um, making it uh, better than anyone could have thought it would have been. For those those listeners who aren't aware, Greg is uh, doing what we call Canadian sarcasm. I'm so sincere. Which is... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I hated that so much. He gets just the Elton John part. I hate. Well, I hated. This I mean, episode, I know you hated it, but, like, but like you're. But the about Elton that. John part is just it's it's emblematic of another thing. Uh, exactly why we're not going past season 10 because when we talk about these these things it's just going to get redundant and repetitive yeah. so we come in to season 10 here's oh wow elton john what are you doing here i don't know my <laughs> hello i'm elton john hello yeah. i'm elton john yeah my plane uh, needed the chandelier to be put back into it who gives a shit don't yeah, think about it too hard i'm here now and it's like what are you here for nothing he doesn't leave the airport he's just in the airport and then on the top of he's the there as mark. a yeah he's there as a weird red herring for yeah. the 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 boys the, the boys are back for the in town. boys which is what a, what a crew yeah what a what a what a great group of people again just making just making springfield really tiny um this works better if it's if it's homer just homer. yeah yeah i agree um, like if it's Homer going crazy and you know, men, uh, you guys suck. Stop it. Quit, quit being, <laughs> quit being bad. And yeah, hashtag yes, all men. Stop it. <laughs> um, was on the background. that was Allie. Oh, that <laughs> I'm was, sure if you heard that. That was, that was Allie. <laughs> yeah, he oh, shouted no, preach. Um, no. But uh, yeah, Elton John. He just yeah, he's a weird red herring for them to be like, oh, that's what he's doing. He's getting Elton John to sing for her. Let's kidnap him. And then it's like, no, that wasn't it. It's like, all right, bye. And then yeah, he sings at the end on the rooftop patio. Uh, a nice callback, I think. Oh, if, if I can say anything nice about this episode. Oh, to Lisa the vegetarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's where uh, the McCartney's hang as well, yeah. and it's a nice little. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a, a good venue. It's a cool. It's a cool spot. I want to yeah. have a little rooftop garden patio thing. Yeah, where you get celebrities to sing songs to you. Yeah, I would like that too. Sounds nice. It does. Um, your song's a really good song. Yeah, let's talk about the discography of Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> I was really into Elton John in the for a year in high school. 
do you want to know? Okay, here's a fun thing. The first time I ever heard Elton John's song, uh, can you guess which song it was? It was uh, "Tiny Dancer" and "Almost Famous." No, good guess though. Thank you. Uh, I'm 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 like a hundred years older than you, so right. You forgot to, about you always that. Forget that. Uh. <laughs> Um, I'll say this. The first time I heard Elton John's song, it was not sung by Elton John. It was sung by a chipmunk. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you know which one it was? Um, he was in a outfit. Rocket Man? No. No. He was Rocket in an Man. outfit. Uh, he was he was dressed up like a uh, an was it, animal. Was it Crocodile Rock? It was Crocodile Rock <laughs> as sung by Simon the Chipmunk. Dressed in a crocodile suit. <laughs> and I like I was like, this song's really good, but I like I, I can't remember the trajectory. It was because it's a weird thing because it was I was very young, so that's a memory burn, but like the in-between of like seeing that song as a cartoon and then knowing who Elton John is and knowing that's a real song by a real artist, the the in-between is very muddy. So I can't tell you when I actually realized. It was a real song, but I just remember very specifically hearing that song for the first time and really liking it and being like, ah, the chipmunks have some good songs. Because <laughs> I also didn't know the whole gimmick of the chipmunks was they do covers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, and it's called Crocodile Rock. He's wearing a crocodile outfit. And I'm like, this is goofy, but it's fun. Uh, was that in a chipmunk movie or was it in an episode? It was a, I, I feel like it was just an episode. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I can't remember. Um, definitely, but I, mean, I think they only have the one movie, like the one cartoon movie, right. Chipmunk Adventure. It's definitely not in that. And we all know that they have a four movie live action. Series. Well, you got the Chipmunks, you got Chipmunks the Squeakquel, you got Chipmunks Road Chip, and you got Chipmunks Chipwreck. Chipwrecked, so, of course, of course. As far as I know, that's the quadrilogy. It's, it's the quadrilogy. Yeah. It's the one that we talk about when we talk about quadrilogies. <laughs> that's right. Perfect. We were talking about perfect trilogies a few episodes ago. Yeah, we're talking perfect quadrilogies. Chipmunks. Chipmunks. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I love Crocodile Rock for that reason, because it's just a great little memory. Um, and I think it's a really good song, and it's a lot of fun. I think that was my first Elton John song that I heard Yeah, um, on the radio. It was just, sure. just a radio song. Um, the first time I actually enjoyed an Elton John song was Almost Famous. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. The Tiny Dancer moment, I thought it was just lovely. And That's I was a great like, moment, yeah. I was like, oh, I need to hear this song. And it's uh, one of the simplest Six minute songs you'll ever hear because it's second verse, same as the first. Yep. Uh, <laughs> it it has that very very simple structure where it's the it's just the same song twice, and um, everybody knows it the second time around. So let's it's get a, into it. And it's a great sing along. Yeah. Great sing along. Almost famous. Great sing along. Um, Chelsea, your favorite Elton John? <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Do you not like Elton John? Because I mean, that's a fair that's a fair opinion, no, obviously as well. No, but. I mean I think he's just um, you know when he was big and famous, I was a kid and into Aqua. So <laughs> <laughs> what? A, I mean, yeah, that's it's true. Yes, you know, on the playground, girl. you were you were an Elton John kid or you were an Aqua kid. Yeah. It was there was no neither shall the twain meet. You you nope. you like Goodbye Yellow Brick Road or Doctor Jones? <laughs> exactly. I love like Doctor John Jones. or Doctor Jones. Yeah. Um, um, no, I think. Well, I mean, like he's on the Chromatica album with Lady Gaga, and um, oh. they do sign of a sign from above. Cool. I mean, nice. that's his most recent work that I know. But uh, <laughs> I mean, Amazing. when he first came into like my radar, would probably have been when Princess Diana passed away. Right. And he wrote 
Candle in the Wind, yeah. but like rewrote it. Not to not to be on a sad note. I was just like that was you know. The you know only... what? You know what? She had it coming. It's oh my god. <laughs> I have to cut so much out of this fucking I just, episode. I just kidding. <laughs> We're not talking about Chicago and the cell block tango, okay? Oh, that's see, that's there's another parody I'll do for my internet channel. The vaccine one that's really funny that everyone Shit, I forgot at. to turn your mic off. <laughs> and then a cell block tango parody about Princess Di. <laughs> That was not my idea. I don't want any credit. <laughs> no, co-creator credit goes to Chelsea no. Fawcett. <laughs> I'll credit you on the internet. <laughs> Make sure everyone knows. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Uh, R.I.P. <laughs> I, I was very young when that happened, but I remember it being very sad. Um, I don't remember it at all. Really? Well, you're, again, <laughs> 100 years I younger remember, than me. I remember watching I'm 12. <laughs> that's, that's the new bit. It's not that I'm old. It's like Greg's really young. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting married. <laughs> sure you are. Yes, yes, Greg. <laughs> Go play with your toys. Um, oh boy. Well, Elton John, I think, is really good. Uh, I like him a lot. Not in this episode. No, but like as a musician, because he's a nothing in this. Episode. Uh, Rocket Man is still a really good movie. I think we brought it up I quite a bit. On that. yeah, it's it's really good. I do recommend it. Um, I've seen it twice and uh, loved it both times. It's. I just love the. I mean, I love musicals in general, and it's all. Uh, sung by Taron Edgerton, who's really good, and uh, the the way they do the the songs isn't just them performing it on stage, like in Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. which is a shitty movie. Um, <laughs> it's actually like there's some there's some like magical realism that happens, and it makes it feel like a music video or like a musical, and it's really cool. Right, I loved Bohemian Rhapsody because I love Queen. Um, I walked down the aisle to Queen. Ooh, which one? Um, which song? I, I did. Uh, You're my best uh, friend. Ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> That's a good somebody choice. That's a good yeah, choice. That's yeah. a good one. I, I, will, I, will, I walked down to a cello version of oh. it. I was so, gonna say because the song yeah. is "Somebody Find Me Somebody to Love," and you did. No, the, the cello version <laughs> is like there's a quartet version of it on YouTube, and I thought it oh, was cool. beautiful. No, and, yeah, yeah. I, I was but making it. What I'm trying to say <laughs> is that like Bohemian Rhapsody, I thought was. Um, it was uh, a PG-13 tribute to Queen, Yeah. right? That's that's really what it was. I thought it was badly edited. Yeah. <laughs> what happened on set, I have no idea why they did that many different jump cuts of different things. I don't know why. Um, but <laughs> I I did enjoy the movie, but I'm also a little biased. But I do want to see Rocketman as well. I just haven't gotten I mean, here's, around to it. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm a huge Queen fan, and that's the reason I didn't like the movie. Because I thought it didn't represent them well, but I also understand the other side. Like I understand people who are just like, I just wanted to enjoy the music and blah blah. blah. But I just I felt mm-hmm. there was so much potential with a Queen biopic that uh, was missed. And uh, I've mentioned this before, I think, but I after I saw the movie, I went home and watched the actual Live Aid performance, and oh, yeah. the actual Live Aid performance gave me chills. And like seeing it on the big screen, I felt nothing. And so uh, yeah, to me, they just didn't quite capture the the spirit of Freddie that uh, that I would have liked. But uh, that said, I think Rami Malek did a fine job. Um, I'm not mad about his uh, praise for the for that movie, but just everything else around it kind of ha- rubbed me the wrong way. So that's totally fair. And I mean, depending on your opinions, maybe I'm going to be saying something perhaps controversial to Uh-oh. another Queen fan. But um, <laughs> what I really appreciate is that when Adam Lambert stepped, like, was invited to be a part of Queen, mm-hmm. what I felt like that really did was make a statement around how 
the the music is timeless and transformative and that like that's also something I really appreciated was that like Queen is still about the music and like Freddie was an integral part of that but that um, they still want to give service to the fans and it's not oh we can't do this anymore because we don't have Freddie it's we can do this because people still love the music and they love the music for the music's sake as well. Oh so, yeah, no, I'm yeah. all for that. I I I love the idea that Queen's still touring and and doing stuff with uh, with a new singer. And um, I I like like tribute bands. I like going to see tribute bands, especially for bands yeah. that don't exist anymore or have dead members. You know, like I love that shit because mm-hmm. I love that the music can be, uh, you know, uh, con- 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 continuous. I guess is maybe the best word to describe it. Like it can keep going and it can still be, uh, you know, can still feel important, even if it's not the quote unquote original people performing it. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, but human Rhapsody also directed by a monster. So anyway. Um, but when it comes to like how Alton John <laughs> comes into this episode, that's one thing I was thinking about where I was like, once again, like, and you know, like I just, I just finished my master's in theater directing. So like, this is the only question on my mind. Every time I watch anything, it's just, (laughs) what are you trying to say? Mm. Right. And when Elton John is in this episode, what statement is made about having him in this episode, right? Like what is the artistic purpose behind this other than writing a check to get in viewers? Yeah. Right. It's just a, who's hot right now. Let's bring in Elton John. And that just didn't, um, it just feels a little bit, vapid to me 100 percent, and i mean you you've put more as a viewer you've put more thought into it than the writers did i guarantee it um because (laughs) it's true though you know like you hear it i I mean i've heard it on some of the dvd commentaries where they're just like yeah i was a big fan of blank so i asked if we could get them on we asked if they would do it they said yes so then we put them in you know like they're shoehorning celebs in especially at this point they just start to do it just because they can but even in the even in the golden years, like even even during that time, there's sometimes where celeb appearances are just like, yeah, we just we're fans of them, so we got them in. Like George Harrison, um, you know, like they're just like we're just big Beatles fans, so we what wanted nice to get fella. him on. Yeah, so he comes in for two lines, <laughs> and you know, it works better in that sense because at least the episode's about like a Beatles parody. Yeah, and they know? like mm-hmm. they do a good job with that one. Yeah. and like his his appearance is also like a really great bait and switch joke. It's like yes. then uh, like because Homer's like the oh most my God. exciting moment of my life. Where'd you get that brownie? Yeah, that's yeah. right over there. <laughs> what is there's a whole pile of them. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I, it's fun. I like it when it's like they're incorporated into like the narrative. Like when you think about like the Michael Jackson episode too, and it's like in these meeting and he. Like the role actually moves Homer's story forward. Yeah, it's like. Although yeah. I, d- I don't know what episode you're talking about. Uh, as far as oh. the episode doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. Please. They've they've pulled it from streaming services and whatnot Have because they? because of the Michael Jackson documentary. Yep. Uh, right. Which is. Do you want me to- Maybe you should cut that out then. <laughs> no, like, I was just no. making a joke about no, how they, they are acting like the episode doesn't exist anymore. So I, that's all. I I we've I gone just... on record saying that that's a bad idea. And yeah. I still think it's a bad idea. I agree. And I think that episode's great. Yep, I do too. I think it's I think it's controversial because it's like there's no right answer. There's only individual answers of yeah. like, do you, uh, you know, do you, if you respect the art, can that be separated from not respecting the artist? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and everyone's going to have a different answer for that. You know, people are people and. Yeah. But then I art. also think you're giving you're also like if, you, if you're talking about that, then you're giving too much ownership to this one person who actually doesn't mm-hmm. own this episode. 
You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yes. like, like the fact that he does a he does a voiceover on this episode, and having that pulled instantly does that negate all of the other work that was put in to this episode? The actual creative work, who wrote those lines, who gave the lines to this person, who who were like the actual animation that went that mm-hmm. that went into it. If you start doing that, then like you're you're, you're punishing people who had nothing to do with that, and that's to me. Um, silly yeah yeah i i can can get behind that i mean the the one example that comes to mind for me is like one of my favorite movies as a kid don't judge me i was a tween girl at one day (laughs) Uh in age spoiler alert um was uh 13 going on 30 oh sure so yeah yeah and um there's this entire scene where they're dancing to thriller oh yeah great scene but that that movie is on netflix So should that movie be removed because it has Thriller in it and they talk about how this is their favorite song and that they're all going to dance to the song. And, but that was a cultural thing that everyone knew the choreography to Thriller. It was what you did at high school parties, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And they haven't, I mean, they haven't pulled like the Thriller music video, which is a a thing that has more ownership to Michael Jackson himself. And, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting thing. Uh, streaming services are starting to do things like that. There've been some, uh, well-regarded, uh, sitcom episodes that have been pulled from streaming, like the community Dungeons and Dragons episode and, uh, some 30 rock episodes. Cause there's instances of blackface. Um, 30 rock. 30 really? rock. Yeah. 30 rock has a couple, uh, like again, like very short and very like, it's, okay, it's, it's I a, don't it's recall a, those episodes. It's okay. uh, Jane, uh, what's her name? Jane Krakowski. Jane Krakowski, who does it, I believe. Um, oh, okay. And uh, again, like the 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 quote unquote joke within the context of both the episodes is that this is a bad thing. Don't do it. Um, right. But uh, they still, I think they, I think the thing is like they, the companies just get this, this like this idea that like the easiest solution is to pull the episodes. No one talks about it anymore you know and i personally think that's yeah. the wrong move i like the what disney plus has done with some of their stuff because they have tons of controversial stuff from their canon and what they do is they have like little disclaimers beforehand uh that say hey like a lot of the stuff in this movie <laughs> is uh culturally insensitive and at the time people thought it was good and we don't think it's good so you know don't don't look at this as like a statement of we think this is a good thing um which i think is better because at least it still exists for uh, for conversation, right? Like, um, it, it's not trying to just like remove history um, and like block out history uh, because that history exists and it should be talked about um, and we should learn and grow from it and be better. Community one's really weird to me. It's weird. It's, <laughs> that one's that one makes me confused in all sorts of ways. <laughs> and that's such a good episode. It's aside a, from that, it's like, one of it's it's my favorite episode yeah, of Community. And. You know, I wonder if it seems like, yeah, I was like, could they just remove that scene in some way? I don't know. But it's tough. Because Yvette Nicole Brown calls it a hate crime. She does call it a hate crime. In the the moment. So I'm like, what? Yeah. (laughs) I don't don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, Maybe that's my problem. That's, I, I don't I, know either. Honestly, I, like I yeah, I, I agree that like I'm I remember willing to say I remember seeing that episode for the first problem. time and being like, uh, like that's weird, and then her calling it out and then him getting kicked out, and I'm like, okay, so that's like the right call in the context of what happened. But uh yeah, again, I think NBC or whoever is in charge was just like, it's so much easier to just pull this episode so no one talks about it anymore. It's on it's on Peacock. <laughs> right, but <laughs> I'm not sure who makes the decision to pull the episode. Well, I assume the people who run Peacock. Right, so NBC, so I was correct. Yes, the, okay. the Peacock All right, stop people. it. 
it's cultural archive too, right? Like it's yeah. it's it's what you're talking about. Where um, I I don't know. I, uh, there's a there's merit to what you just said. You know, owning up to this is a this art, if you can call it that, d- is subject to interpretation. But this art is directly reflective of the time that it was created, mm-hmm. and um, therefore, you know, some viewers may find this inappropriate for xyz reasons um and that's that's totally fair um should it be completely removed from the canon uh i think everyone's going to have a different opinion about that right depending on how that particular piece of work affects or doesn't affect you right someone that doesn't see why it's a big deal is probably going to say you know they probably won't even know but then other people are like yeah that's i don't want that and yep but there's I don't think there's a... There's, yeah, there's no obvious uh, solution or obvious answer. And um, for anybody who thinks this is a tangent, this could all easily apply to the episode I'm with Cupid. Yeah, well, it's yes. it's it's, it's yes. related to the, the the stereotype character of Apu and... Um, mm-hmm. And the middle section of the of the dinner where yeah. Homer and Marge go over there could very easily be considered one of those things where it's like, I don't think so, maybe we just pull this. Well, there's there's the one line where uh, I think it's Homer says like, "What's up with the uh-huh. s- the squaw?" Yep. Which oh, squaw, yeah, yep. I, uh, which is, is just an Al- that's a very old word. Yeah, it's just yeah. an Algon- Algonquin word. Pardon me, Algonquin word for woman. Yep. But it's been used in a negative context uh-huh. a lot, uh-huh. and so it's one of those things where it's like, should that be something that is said by Homer? Like, I mean, I think no, <laughs> because I don't think it's funny for one thing like it's not appropriate it's also just like what's the point well you see where they're coming from with the joke with the with the idea of the joke because to them explain it to me to them okay (laughs) well tread lightly greg (laughs) um so the 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 idea of the joke is he sang that word in reference to manjula Mm -hmm. who is indian it is an indigenous word right who are also referred to as Indians for a long, long time. He right. doesn't know the difference. It's yeah. It's that's it's where doing, it's doing the Homer is a is a doof. That's uh, kind of thing. That's where the joke is coming from. It's a stupid joke. It doesn't land. Yeah. No, and it just especially in you know in current context. Yeah. it just feels weird and bad. So <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a stupid joke. It doesn't land. It doesn't work. Um, and it's also just like he's. What? <laughs> I I just uh, that's that's the that, that was the reaction that I had was what? <laughs> yeah, well, huh? To that moment. Um, yeah, what is the joke there? I I can't even like deconstruct what the what the punchline is other than using the word. Yeah. Um but but even then the word has been always exercised from it from a perspective of being derogatory, of yeah. being offensive. Yes. So the, the quip punchline would have been Apu's to respond back with a quip against Homer right. for using that word. But, bef- but because there is no retort in that way, it le- it doesn't land, like you yeah, said. Yeah, and There's, it just kind of lingers there in the, off. yeah, it just kind of lingers in the, in the essence, and you're just like, hmm? Did you get any writing credits in that master's degree? <laughs> Me? Yeah, that was a pretty good... Um, <laughs> Deconstruction of where a punchline should have gone. <laughs> I, <don't suck. laughs> um, I just spent two years in academia. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> uh, 
I also want to say for the record, I have both Simpsons season three and Community season two uh, on DVD, so I can watch both those episodes anytime I want. Oh, you're good to go. So there. Yep. Take that streaming services. <laughs> Bam. Take Wait, that, everyone who made fun of me for still having a DVD collection. Physical media. I love it. Yep. Um, well, shall we move on to the reference desk? I think we shall. All right. All right, references. Uh, so the title, I'm with Cupid, is a reference to I'm with Stupid, mm-hmm. which is a popular t- t-shirt, I Look, guess. Rod is stupid, <laughs> now, and I'm with him. Now Daddy's stupid. Um, <laughs> uh, the concert against Bangladesh. Yep. Uh, a reference to the concert for Bangladesh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was uh, uh, John, uh, was it Lennon, McCartney, one of one of them, Harrison. one of them Beatles, was Harrison, it Harrison? Oh fuck, was it Star? <laughs> was it Ringo Star? <laughs> Pete Best, Star, Star. It was, it was a Pete Best it was joint. Star. It was a Pete Townsend. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then uh, you know the the joke of the RPMs being too high, and then it sounds like sounds like Indian music. But then you turn it down, and it's just Frank Sinatra, baby. It's just Frank Sinatra. Weird joke. Uh, <laughs> Craig just hit his head on the microphone. Um, but that Frank Sinatra song is You Make Me Feel So Young. Yeah, good um, song. Not written by him, but no? popu- popularized. All right. <laughs> uh, Gandhi, referenced a couple times. Yeah, popular figure in pop culture. We- weird that they'd reference Gandhi twice in an episode about a poo. Um <laughs> I love the nightlife. I no, hate that. I song. love to boot. Okay, <laughs> that's a joke that I actually like in this the, episode. The parrot. When like when the parrot comes up and then afterwards Marge and Homer are in bed and is like, "You trained a parrot to sing <laughs> new words to uh, I like the nightlife." It's like I hate that song. And Marge's <laughs> like, "I do too," but it was impressive. <laughs> I actually forgot about that. That's good. Um, the Taco Bell dog is referenced. You remember yeah. the Taco Bell dog? Yeah, yeah. Yokiro Taco Bell. That dog's so dead. Oh yeah. <laughs> For like ten years now, yeah. I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, uh, drop the chalupa. You know, um, breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, oh, delicious yeah. pun. Yeah. Only till eleven. You see, and that's another thing where I'm like, the joke would have been funnier if they didn't call attention to it. If it's just like he went in, he came out, he's like, oh, he was just having breakfast. And then they move on. But they have like, oh, he's just getting a croissant. He's like, oh, yeah, they have breakfast at Tiffany's now. Wink. And I'm like, guys, we got it. <laughs> we got the joke. You didn't need to spell it out for us. Uh, Love Boat uh, is referenced by Mo when they're at the docks. Uh, did you ever watch Love Boat? <laughs> no, actually. I never did. Yeah, I've never watched it. But it's referenced in a lot of uh, pop culture. <laughs> so... I know a lot about it just through osmosis. Uh, Jones, Pillsbury Doughboy, pop and fresh. Oh, of course, pop and fresh. <laughs> uh, oh, Clancy. <laughs> I, I do like that moment when Sarah's like, "Oh, it's pop and fresh, Clancy." <laughs> she does a little laugh. I thought it was cute. Uh, the Valentine's Day massacre. What? That's what he says. Oh, my my Valentine's Day has turned into a Valentine's Day massacre mm-hmm. when the plane crashes. Oh. Do you know what the Valentine's Day Massacre is? I don't. Is? No. No. Oh, no. I mean, I don't either. <laughs> I just know it's a thing. I, I thought History Boy here would know it. History Boy. Yeah, come on. You're always talking about history. History and... Boy. <laughs> well, well, well. 
<laughs> I'm going to get myself an outfit. All right. St. <laughs> Valentine's Day Massacre was the 1929 murder of seven members and associates of Chicago's Northside Gang that occurred on St. Valentine's Day. Seven? <laughs> seven. Wow. Oh, history. Wow. <laughs> that's you know. that's considered a massacre. That's considered a massacre <laughs> in, in 1929. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it had something to do with Al Capone and, uh, you know, gangsters. Yeah, sure. Hey, is that like what the um, Untouchable starts with? With the, with the bomb in the barbershop or whatever? <clears throat> it says here, The Untouchables, a 1987 film directed by Brian De Palma, briefly mentions the massacre. So maybe? Ha ha! I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> History boys strikes again! <laughs> Swoosh! <laughs> oh, he's off. He just flew away. <laughs> that was weird. Um. Anyway... <laughs> Thanks, History Boy. Uh, North by Northwest. You know that one, History Boy? No, I just got back. Where oh. uh, <laughs> Was History Boy here? He was. Wow. Yeah, he looks a lot like you. What? Hmm? No. I don't know. Are you talking about North by Northwest? I am. <laughs> uh, when the plane comes down and, yeah. you know, they, it's it's a classic shot. It's the scene. Yeah, it's what they do. In North uh, by Northwest. And then we got uh, four different Elton John songs referenced. Take Me to the Pilot, Someone Save My Love Tonight, The Bitch is Back, and Your Song course i hope you don't mind i don't great <laughs> favorite joke time favorite joke uh mine is uh when he's when apu says oh i have seven days to heap love on sweet man- manjula and then homer goes mm, sweet mint julep <laughs> and then leaves <laughs> i just thought that was really funny <laughs> yeah because mint juleps are good uh, yeah they are you ever had one i've had a bathtub mint julep oh gross shouldn't do that yeah (laughs) it's filthy uh chelsea what was your favorite joke (laughs) um i want to hear more about this bathtub (laughs) it was a reference to the simpsons previous episode (laughs) uh i've never actually had a mint julep i think i should sometime though they're good all right Um, you unzipped me (laughs) you got you got to my core <laughs> Did we now? Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite, my favorite joke was the one where he's just like, I think Sala means jerk, but <laughs> Andrula must mean, and then he goes off, and it's like completely <laughs> wrong. <laughs> it's funny that he's close. Yeah. Yeah. I like that he's close. Um, I, I, I think I would have enjoyed that joke more if he got it, like if he actually, mm. if he, mm. if, if he, he nailed it, actually nailed it. I think that it, would be. It can, it can be a slur that's used in in those types of ways, though. Like it can mm, yeah. jerk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my favorite joke is when Apu is stuck inside the chocolate version of himself. <laughs> oh yeah. And he's like, "Help! Nougat help!" In my ear. He got nougat in my ear. There's a nut, nut in my, in my eye. eye. <laughs> uh, I think that's the best. I think that's as good as this episode gets. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like champagne smoothie? I did. I did like champagne squishy. It'll or, get you yeah, squishy. It'll works. get you pretty hammered. Get you pretty hammered. I, I did like that part, um, but not as much because I like the visual yeah, gag. The chocolate and husband. The joke logic mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. him getting inside of it. Yeah. Um so a lot of the time when we talk about our favorite jokes, it does come down to joke logic, which is like the the getting to the punchline is pretty fun. Also, it should it should be noted that uh, it's only a champagne squishy if it's from the Champagne region of France. Uh, otherwise, just sparkling wine squishy. 
Well then. <laughs> uh, I love. I that was really I am, funny. I am that on was... a comedy roll today. <laughs> <laughs> I should do stand up. You should. <laughs> Uh, who's the episode MVP, everybody? Um, it's Apu for me. Yeah, <laughs> he's a nice person. He does nice things for his wife. I don't know. Everyone else is a jerk in this episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Marge needs credit for being up all night doing someone else's <laughs> homework, doing Bart's homework. That needs some credit. Okay, I'm glad you gave especially, Marge the episode MVP, especially because that story goes nowhere. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so confused by that. I was like, well, it's going to come back at some point. And then it never did. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to give it to Lisa, okay, for calling out Homer on telling a uh Mo story instead of a Knight in Shining Armor story at the very beginning. Oh, in bed. Okay, yeah, the yeah. the princess story. I'm going to give it to Lisa because she doesn't do anything <laughs> and is therefore fine. <laughs> I the really, MVP of this episode is the one who doesn't do anything because the episode sucks. I really don't like this one. <laughs> if that's I, unprofessional, I apologize. No, I mean... I, I have to worry or wonder, like, you know, we're halfway through season 10. Yeah. And the podcast, I'm sure you guys have talked about it, it's up till season 10. Yeah. So do you feel like things are going to get progressively... Oh yeah, we're worse, worse. we're on a downward spiral in terms of episode quality, hundred percent. Um, but mm-hmm. we have we have plans post season ten. We haven't revealed what those plans Ooh. are yet, but we do have plans to keep uh, yapping at each other yeah. in some format. So in some way, shape, or form, maybe it'll be with a new host. <laughs> oh no, a new host by the, with a secret identity. Wait. <laughs> Who knows? Are you are you firing me? What? I, I'm just <laughs> saying. What's I'm just saying. Maybe the new host comes in. They have a secret identity. Oh, like History Boy? Hmm? <laughs> I don't know. He been this 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 History Boy you speak of has been polling pretty popular with our fans. You're right. Yeah. Uh, if you if you are a fan of History Boy, uh, hashtag keep it to yourself. History Joy. <laughs> oh, that's better. <laughs> Hashtag history boy. Hashtag where is James Wade? <laughs> oh boy, uh, we have a lot of fun on this show. Thank you, Chelsea, for joining us. We are sorry it was for such a bad episode. Yes, <laughs> I didn't mention it, but about twenty, uh, fifteen, twenty minutes into the episode, I was like, I'm so upset that this is the episode <laughs> we're having Chelsea on. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> well, this is just such trash. Back. <laughs> uh, we'll have I you back for back our new it. project. Yeah. We'll have you Absolutely. back when that comes back around and it'll be better. Yeah. It'll be a better Always. experience. Yeah. But you, but you, you, you did well. Yes, you, you did. did well with the discussion and everything. So it's not, this isn't on you. This is on the episode being dog shit. Yeah. And us uh, always wanting to get guests on for shows where we can have fun. Yeah. And that isn't to say we we didn't have fun, but it's just, it's funner often when the episode's good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And we can laugh. We made lemonade. We did. We did make lemonade um, out of a molehill. And, you know, like the old saying goes. So. When God closes every door but one, make lemonade. (laughs) Make lemonade. (laughs) 
Oh, boy, oh, boy. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, stay tuned for next week uh, where we're talking Marge Simpson in Screaming Yellow Honkers. Yeah. Uh, Marge gets road rage. It's great. I'm very curious to see if this episode holds up. All I remember <laughs> is rhinos. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, thanks to Chelsea Fawcett for joining us once again. Uh, do you have anything to plug? Do you have anything like, oh. like projects or anything you want people to know about? I don't know. Uh, I, oh, putting me on the I spot. Guess. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a uh, Do you have your your thesis uh, going on display? I don't know what masters. I I want to get a masters eventually, but I don't know anything about it. Is it? Do you Do you make a thing? What do you do? <laughs> uh, so I did my MFA. So it's a uh, um. My right, you said in directing, has, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. So I did have a final show that got directed. Nice. Uh, following all the COVID procedures, closed audience, no audience, unfortunately. Um. So bittersweet. But um, an upcoming project I have, I guess I could plug. Um, is uh, I am co-producing and directing uh, Anana Dance of the Rising Goddess in Toronto at the Redwood Theater in November, oh, and you cool. can check out the Redwoods uh, website. Uh, for further details, and it That's is awesome. uh, a rock dance musical with circus and belly dance and all the glitz and glam. That sounds so, awesome. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah, yeah. I want to go see it. What's the, uh, the yeah. What's the name? One more time. Anana, dance of the rising goddess. Hell yeah! That sounds cool. It sounds mm-hmm. like a let's rock go to Toronto, opera. Greg. <laughs> yeah, come to Toronto. Well, Maybe. it's going to be live streamed, so oh, everyone. So can watch okay, it. great. Well, that's that's even better because I can watch that yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, in September, you said or November. November. Sorry. Yeah. November. Mm-hmm. One of those burr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of those burr months. That's cool. Um, that's awesome. Thank you for plugging that. Um, and uh, Greg. Yeah. Anything yet? No, not yet. Okay. <laughs> Keep checking he's, in, though. I know, because he's got something in the pipeline. <laughs> so one of these days, he's going to be like, let me tell you all about it. And I'm going to be like, cool. <laughs> cool, I didn't get that. Cool. Well, if you get, if, if anyone out there likes to play trivia, I still host an online trivia every Wednesday. You can play next week as Lord of the Rings trivia, as Greg's going to co-host with me. Hey, guess what? <laughs> the boys are back in town. <laughs> We're going straight to Valinor, y'all. <laughs> There's going to be another Silmarillion round. You oh, better no. believe it. We are talking the Dagor Dagoroth. Oh, no. God. And I'll write questions like, who, who, says, who says I can carry you from? <laughs> to balance out the questions a bit. Um, that's not even the right quote. Anyway, uh, that is it for us. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bad Neighbors Pod. You can email us at thehammockdistrict on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. Subscribe to our Patreon at Boathouse Studios, and you can get our bonus content, which includes uh, commentaries, games, uh, zombie ears reviews, and much more. Uh, our Jurassic Park commentary coming out now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> Because we have to go record that. Yeah, um, we're a day late. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, but thanks again for listening, everybody. And keep watching the skis. Hashtag where's James Wade.